What up, it's your boy, the Mark Rob, aka Sean Matt Love, aka Gordon Darks, aka PC Twitter, aka 4i Willie, <laughs> coming at you with Deleted Scene 7. These deleted scenes go back all the way to October and November of last year. We touch on a couple of serious topics, but also some uh, playful, lighthearted stuff, like we always typically do. The end, we're going to get you out of here with a special musical performance. <laughs> so, hope you enjoy that, and hope you enjoy the rest of the deleted scenes. Catch you next week. Peace. That's what and that's why I brought up with when we were talking to Callan like two weeks ago, like the discourse for what people like wanna own and and talk about, like it's just so unhealthy. Like it's just so bad. Like if, if someone if an actor accuses a director or producer or writer of doing anything like negative, like they need to have that space to talk about it. And and on the other hand, like if you if you get accused of that, like you should be willing to at least listen to it and accept it, and then figure out how not to do it again. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we need to get to that point for real. It's, it's crazy, man. Oh man, Josh, Joshy boy, I know you're listening, boy. We get fucked up. I I wouldn't. I, I would just like to say it for the record that I do think that Joss Whedon in a lot of ways has set the standard for progressive women in television shows, especially. Um, and I'm grateful for that door that he kind of blasted open with Buffy the Vampire Slayer, especially. Um, but now that the strong female character door has been blasted open, I would like some more strong female writers to be in that room talk about it uh i i think that there's only so much of an experience that isn't yours that someone can understand yeah. um and i think that there needs to be just more diversity in those spaces uh, and i don't think that we're ever going to be able to have a show successful like buffy the vampire slayer until we have the 2020 version of that. Yeah. Uh, which the closest equivalent I can think of, honestly, is Watchmen. Because, yeah. yeah, yes, the ringleader for that show was Damon Lindelof, who's a white man, but he created a diverse and beautiful writers and directors space yeah. that was able to tell non white, non male centered stories very well. Yeah, man. So I'm not saying white men with vision don't do something, but I'm saying white men with vision collaborate. With or do or do something else. Or yeah, or do something else. Like you've done all this stuff. Let's try some new territory. Let's try some new voices and new faces and new experiences. But also, if you're gonna be an ally, break the door down for other people to get in the room. Yeah. But then you have to find new people. <laughs> they, they're out there. There's, there's plenty of talent out there. Plenty. Lindsay Lohan sidebar. It's, it's probably... Well, I don't know your thoughts on Freaky Friday. <laughs> uh, okay. So it, it is not as bad as I remember it. Or like as I think I internalized it as being after enjoying it as a child. Yeah. I think both she and Lindsay Lohan give really good performances in that movie. Yeah. Uh, It just sucks that the movie's like... Freaky Friday. (laughs) Well, it's... The issue is that there's a 10 out of 10 movie in there. 
but it got bogged down in like what Disney had to be in 2004 or five or whatever. Three, yeah. And so it came out as a like six out of 10 movie. I haven't watched it. I legit probably have not watched it since 03. Okay, but that movie is why I like pop punk. Like at all. <laughs> like the the songs in that movie fucking slap. And I'm like definitely working on a ukulele cover of Ultimate from that. Um Ooh, I mean, damn. It's so wild. Lindsay Lohan gave us Freaky Friday and then next year Mean Girls. And then it all spun out of control. Well, she also did Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen as well. Like, the issue with Lindsay Lohan is that she just got so overexposed so quickly. Yeah, I don't think it was her fault. I don't think the brand She was went her from fault. zero to 100 R- in like a quick. second. Oh, and she's a cancer too? Oh, pfft. damn. Forget went, about it. Yeah, um, she went through it. But let's get back on. Let's get back on Jamie Lee two crime docs in the horny timeline so i'm into this one true crime person uh and she has a youtube channel her name is bailey sarian and she does like makeup and murder mystery monday uh please don't sue us bailey sarian i think you're great um but like she's a really good storyteller and she just lays out the facts and information super clearly while doing a nice makeup look. Yeah. And I'm like into that. But I'm not in like if you're like, do you want to listen to this true crime podcast? No. <laughs> like I'll occasionally listen to last podcast on the left if like one of my friends is listening to it. And again, I think they're really good storytellers, so that like helps. Yeah. But rarely is the day that I'm like, oh my god, I gotta check out that new Ted Bundy documentary. Like, I'm not. <laughs> I think the the closest thing that true crime ever got into was the Made in America, OJ Made in America, yep. directed by Ezra Edelman. Yeah. Which I legit think is the greatest documentary like I've ever seen in my entire life. Also, just just hey Twitter, Twitter, hey. Ted Bundy is not hot. Stop <laughs> pretend, Stop stop it. What actor played him? No, some I know Zach Efron. Oh. I know y'all are horny in quarantine, but like bro. He would not sleep with you. He'd murder you. The, you are the, not special. You would not fix him, nor would you change him. You would end up dismembered in the back of his VW bug, which is the least sexy car to get murdered in. Just don't fucking do it, bro. At least aim for a sedan. The time, the timeline is so horny. It's it's getting to uh, twenty eleven Tumblr levels. Like it's so horny, man. God damn. Yeah, pandemic. I was kind of making fun of like someone who was like, oh, like I made underwear with the name of the se- or the governors that are like handling the pandemic well, and I was like. <laughs> All right, that's like a little weird, but mostly funny. And now people are like, <laughs> I would call Gavin Newsom daddy, and I'm like, God, like, yeah, it's it's getting kind of wild, man. Some of it, not gonna lie. Also, enjoy. when you look at um, who Gavin Newsom's been married to, run, run, <laughs> and never stop running. Remember that uh, that woman from the, the RNC that was screaming about the best is yet to come? She was married to Gavin Newsom. Run. Run. Anyway. Let's <laughs> Halloween trilogy thoughts. That's just, that's just crazy, man. <laughs> Do you want... We we appreciate this movie for a lot of different reasons. That doesn't necessarily mean it should get a sequel or a third. Do you think they're going to compare to this one? So, my hope is that this trilogy continues down this bend of 
ver- I, I don't mean to sound diminutive, but like there's like three tropes of scream queens that exist in in this movie right now the three generations right the like very prepared basket case who's like a little off the deep end and is gonna see shadows everywhere there's the hyper competent woman who's dealing with extreme amounts of grief who's judy greer yeah and there's the green scream queen who's the daughter yeah and if it stays aware of those tropes and plays with them and lets them grow and mature hell yeah are you kidding we have an opportunity to have like a a largely female-led horror franchise has those existed ever before i don't know i don't maybe but like all of their boyfriends all of their boyfriends are dead. Like, husband, dead. There's peanut butter on my penis, dead. Like, doesn't matter. He's dead. <laughs> Scream is the only one I can think of. And then Also, movies. like, hi. We're going to have to have a long conversation about Neve Campbell next week. A long She's good so one or a long bad one? She's so pretty. Oh, yeah. She was, she was doing it big. She was I doing just it big. like her so much. No, she Nev Campbell was. Hold on, did you say Neve Campbell? I definitely just said Neve. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard her name out loud. Nev Campbell. <laughs> oh man. There's oh, an E at the sad. end. How was I supposed to know? Hey. Silent E has rules. I'm actually surprised she she never she never really became a a movie star the the she's uh returning for scream five though yeah i think and i know people that kind of like scream four i legit forgot what scream three is about i don't remember what scream I, is about anymore. i have seen scream one. Oh, oh, you didn't watch the sequel not yet, yet. okay you'll you'll fuck with it I think but like i don't this is a conversation we need to save for next week, but just start ruminating on it. I don't think Scream would have been as successful in a post-Columbine world. Ooh. Oh, hell no. Hell. Oh, hell no. No, no one was wanting to see white murderers after Columbine. Like, that's, that's kind of a no-brainer. So, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. How? What's the timeline? What is the fucking timeline? So, Scream One. Oh yeah, Columbine was like ninety seven, right? Shit. Let's see. Oh, ninety nine. You don't have God to. Damn. I'm not gonna. You don't have to have this conversation right now. Um. You sure? Because I'm ready. I mean, I was gonna just suggest that we save it for the. For the episode. Yeah. Well, because both screams came out. Well, this I don't want to ruin the second screen, but yeah. I, I it was kind of spoiled for me, so like it's okay. That sucks. Why would they do why do you do that? I think they assumed I had already seen it. Oh. Was like, oh, it's it sucked when ABC happened. <laughs> yeah, and I was uh, like, when what? Oh shit! Uh, don't read, don't read my, don't read my letterbox and for Scream Two before you watch it. Um. It- so yeah, I think that this movie definitely benefits from a lot of Halloween twenty eighteen. That is benefits from a lot of hindsight, and I really hope that we get to see a really cool generational story about trauma generational trauma and the release from trauma yeah no they i think that could be really strong and really powerful and i think we've got some good women to do it i really like the girl who plays allison i think she's great yeah she's pretty cool she's not too bad I do wonder 
I do wonder where they can go with it. Um, I'm interested to see what they kind of do with it. The also just shout out to that like I don't know if they're makeup or effects or costuming or what they are, but the folks who made the the mask, the shapes the mask, specific, the 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 mask, the the Michael Myers mask. Yeah. The amount of effort that they put in to make it look like it was aging in a locker for 40 years. Yo, the, the Michael Myers wigs over the decades have been atrocious. Yo, <laughs> I have a video to send you. They have been so piss poor. But like, well, they're attached to the mask. Yeah. <laughs> They've been so different and so terrible. Yeah, but, and this one is okay. Yeah, it's really it's I mean shit. I didn't even come to say it's probably the best mask. I would say that one and this I would about tie because they're both really good at doing different things. <laughs> one is I just robbed a five and dime and this is what I could grab. Yeah. And this is like, this mask is soups haunted and it's been calling to me for 40 years. You know what William Shatner looks like? Like a young William Shatner? Yeah. Yes. How do I, I'm asking a girl. I don't know. I've talked about Star Trek and the Twilight Zone before and he is a regular fixture on both. He was on Twilight Zone? Yeah, he's the guy in the, there's a monster on the plane. Do you consider yourself a Trekkie? Eh. I consider myself an appreciator of Star Trek, but I'm not like a Trekkie. Okay. Do you think this mask looks like William Shatner? It looks like his face turned inside out, which I know is what it is. (laughs) That sounded real barfalicious right there. It's, It's William Shatner, but something's wrong. but yeah because i don't i was i was asking because i don't see it (laughs) oh i definitely am like all right like y'all have did you just mute me no your 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 audio went out it said i was muted no both of my hands are like near my crotch Sorry, Hot. so much information. Um, <laughs> I wasn't touching myself. They're just near my crotch. <laughs> tries not to make Borat joke. Um, oh, try not to make Zoom dick jokes. <laughs> <laughs> um, bro, America's too wild, yo. <laughs> this Zoom dick. Oh my God, Jesus Christ. But, um. I was for sure making a point before you, all that. You were. I was very confused. Uh, oh, I think that the mask does look like a shitty 70s latex mask that was yeah. then turned inside out and blasted with acrylic paint. Yeah, definitely big, um, big Richard Nixon mask vibes. Yeah, exactly. It's not... Like, none of them really look like them. Yeah. You know, and then you turn it inside out so it's a little fucked up looking. (laughs) And then you sandblast it and boom! There's our boy, Mikey. And they they glued a carpet on top of it and said it was hair. I think they just turned the hair inside out. I'm going to try to find... A YouTube video that has all of Michael Myers mask just so I can laugh. Oh, I definitely watched a video about that and laughed earlier. Don't worry, this this will not make the episode because it's just dead air right now. But we will we will do the pivot. Don't worry. We will do the good pivot. Okay. Oh fuck. There's like a there's like a um you know those white guy YouTube videos? Yes. I just want I just I just want an answer in two minutes, but then there's a nineteen minute video of a white guy explaining something. 
Yes. I just stumbled on that. So I, I definitely watched a like 17 minute video about all of the ways that like the mask has changed over the years. And I was like, yes. Um, oh my God. Yeah. The original is actually, you know, the, the underrated thing about the original, the hair, the hair is actually pretty good on the original. Yeah. I'm saying there's other ones where the eyebrows are doing this. Oh, I like the one where it looks like he has eyeliner and his eyebrows are like oh elevated. Oh where he's my like, God. Yo, this shit. I'm crazy. here to murder you, Laurie. Like, yo, surprise, bitch. Like, this is so weird. Or the ones where you can see his eyes and he's just like, <laughs> I'm here yes. for murder. Like, yeah, we know, dude. We assumed that was what the big ass knife was for. So I, it's an eleven minute video. Was as short as I can find, and then it's a white guy talking to the camera. So uh, I guess I got to <laughs> suffer and bear it. Everyone's favorite politics. I know, like the fifty five percent stat for why women voted for Trump is out there, but I would love, I would love some way to get like more in depth voting analysis like because even the thing of how um like you know we talk about you know the the latin vote but we know that like the the different ethnicities like vote in different sort of ways so i would i would love to see a specific breakdown like those ethnicities like i hope those those studies are being done right now but i also would be interested to see how many of them are married to men who support donald trump Oh, I, it's, Cause it's, it's pretty significant. I, I, there are a lot of dynamics there that I hope, a hope might change someday. It's really weird when you hear like, like this ethnic group who was basically described as rapists by the president, not only voted for him once, but were, were voted for him again. Consistently like described as him, but as that yeah man it's 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 super strange but and that's the kind of thing with like cubans in florida like like we like overall in a general sense like we just think of cubans you know as being hispanic but a lot of them like see themselves as being white and mm -hmm. so like and also when the cuban sort of wave kind of hit it was basically like done under a republican president and they felt because they were sort of saved under the casual regime that anything that even if it, if it just if they look at a at a rock and the rock the republican described the rock as being a socialist so like do whatever they can to blow the rock up so yeah. like those cubans like heavily voted for trump so it's like i just and also that kind of talks like the power of what whiteness is it's like um it's like people want to buy in to being as white as possible and, and that that affects like a lot of conservative black people too like there's there's like they they try to disassociate themselves so much with black people that they just want to appeal to white people no, no matter what like like mm -hmm. I, I remember in college there's not it wasn't at wvu but there's this girl in this picture that floated around she was a black girl and she was with these two white guys who had it was in Halloween and they're in costume and they had her like under a lynching rope and they're like posing like it was like it was cute. Like, bro, like like that's like that was like legit and I saw that like I guess when you're like two thousand six ish, something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's kinda like, bro, like you let these white dudes do this to you. And I don't even want to know whose idea was to start, if it was your idea or their idea. Like, it's just like, I just think, I think the Democrats really need to be about dismantling the power of white supremacy. Like, if we, if they don't achieve nothing else, if they can achieve that, this country would be much better off. Yeah. I also, like, I feel like at the same time, that's when, like, people were 
fairly regularly like yelling rap lyrics on SNL with the end, like white people with the N word still in it. And like, that was hilarious. And like, yeah, man, it's, there's, there's, there's so much. But also like, it's okay to learn that you did wrong and grow and be better. Just be better. You don't need a pat on the back for being better. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't just, just do better. Like (laughs) just do better, you know, learn, listen to people, have those uncomfortable conversations that you definitely don't want to have, but need to have and do better. Yeah. Billion stew takes. Um, so yeah, I also think though that like Sydney is very up there in my favorite characters as well. Like the thing about Matthew Lillard is until I found out he was a killer, I could take or leave him. He was the annoying burnout in every like John Hughes-esque movie that like <laughs> never really does much of anything for me. Oh, I love Stu so much. I just like well, I've been up until he up until when he reviewed he was a fucking psycho i like guys that are just not guys in general but i like people in general that really just kind of fly by the seat of their pants to do what they want by their own drum when you turn out to be a murderer it kind of it kind of regressed but i think my favorite scene in maybe in both movies my favorite scene it was it was after they were stabbing each other and then Sydney escapes, and then she calls them, and then she's on the phone with Matthew Lillard, and he's he's like, "Did you really call the cops?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm like, my mom and dad are gonna kill me." <laughs> well, I also just like when he gets stabbed, and he's like, "Oh, oh God, oh, like I'm, I'm fucking woozy over here." <laughs> yeah, like. That was the moment where I was like, oh, I'm so into this. But up until then, like, until, pretty much until, like, I'll be right back. Like, I did not (laughs) care. I found him really grating and annoying. And then I was like, okay, but at least now he's, like, genuinely being kind of funny. Yeah. I also, I get the boyfriend. I like the boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Like, well, hold on. Dude, I I like him as a murderer, a not as okay. like right. not as like the boyfriend. He's the worst. Yeah, the um, very worst. Yes. He he is like a negging asshole and like whatever. I also played by Luke Wilson and Stab, which made me <laughs> that shit laugh so like funny. a maniac. Um, <laughs> that shit was hilarious but, this time around. Oh. Uh, so. And maybe it's because I kind of came into this movie like knowing it knows horror movies so well. Yeah. But as soon as they dumped the name Loomis, I was like, oh, he's involved. Yeah. Like, even if he's not the killer, like, he's enabling it in some way because, like, he's fascinated by pure evil. Yeah. A la Dr. Loomis and Halloween. Yeah. And uh, I was correct. Uh, so that was like I wish it was just a little less on the nose like Like, his name or just his performance or his his character I would say one of them needed to go he could have had a normal name and still been like a kind of just a negging asshole boyfriend who tried really hard but just was so fucked up by like pornography and violence that whatever uh or he could be like Billy Loomis, but then I wanted him to be really sweet and awkward and shy and have him endear himself to her by being like that. You know? Like, you can't... I felt like that was just the one area where, for me, I was like, okay, you have your cake. Must you also eat it in front of me? But like, I think Billy Loomis is a, a perfect redneck-murdering name. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, 200%. Yeah, I th- I think they couldn't pass it up. It was it was too good of a pass up. Scary movie and Halloween trailer talk. 
I mean, you, you got Nev, you got Dewey, who's he's he's weirdly on e. in love <laughs> with Nev, like for sure, right? Like that's uh, he's like definitely weirdly into her. Nah, like you, you love friends. I think he loves her as a friend. Like, I mean, she was his his deceased his now deceased sister's best friend, so like a little sister. I think so, he had a little bit of a crush on her in the first one. Oh my god. Have you ever seen a scary movie? No. Oh my god. It's so funny that you're saying this. It's so funny. It's so funny that you said that you you made this observation and also there's kind of another Dewey observation that you made. I don't want to ruin scary movie for you. Scary movie is so funny. I think you would get a kick out of it. You should definitely watch it. But it's really funny you're making an observation. If we ever talk about scary movie, we'll circle back to that because it's. I it's, mean, which ones do we want to watch? There's five of them. Oh well, one. It, it's only one, and then two. I'm not even thinking about the other three. Uh, uh yeah. And the third one was actually, well, no, nah, the third one's no good either. So it's because the first two were just the wings property, and so they worked their magic on that. And then the other three, the studio did all the movies. They don't have any involvement in it, so it's no good. But Scary Movie 1 is, the OG is fucking hilarious. Like, I need to watch that soon. It was great. But. I uh, <laughs> I just looked up the characters and uh, the the names are already making me laugh. Yes. Hold on. Uh, so there's Drew, which I guess is clearly meant to be a, a rip on Sid. Uh, <laughs> Dave Sheridan is the killer slash doofy. Oh, it, uh, no, it's ruined it. No, <laughs> fuck. fuck, man. No, that's I, the, that's I also, the whole joke. I also like not Drew's boyfriend. Oh, my God. That's the whole fuck, man. I'm mad it ruined it now. Like that's the whole thing. So it ruined it. So I can just tell you, it's so funny. <laughs> you said that he in this movie you thought that he was in love with her, like in in, in scary movie. Like that's the whole thing. Like you think he's like a creep. That well, you don't think he's a creep, but you you do think like he has a crush on Sydney, and in in this movie, like I thought. The first time I watched it, I thought Dewey was the killer, and then Doofus is the killer in Scary Movie. Hey. So, yeah. Damn. Also, wait. I'm sorry. Did the trailer? Okay, the trailer did drop for Halloween. Which? Oh, and what? The new one? Yeah. Hold on. There's a. Oh, it's a teaser. So it's the trailer oh, for the trailer, but. Like a. Like but uh, Jamie Lee Curtis just released a statement that said it's a masterpiece. That's like teasing a tip, man. Like you gotta give me all or nothing. Oh my god! What? I'm watching it. Okay, hold on. I gotta watch it too. Fuck. Who's whose Twitter is on hers? Uh, Universal's. Just if you if you search Halloween kills next Halloween, it comes right up. Let's see what this shit is about. Fuck. Does Are he still- only kill on Halloween? Is that the thing? Like, well, he kills on the couple of days before too. Whoa. Okay, I got a whoa. Okay, you running through the six with a whoa. Hold on, is this shit four days old? Why didn't we hear about this? Oh so my you, god, you can hear him breathing. Oh my god, that's some weird ASMR that I do not want. So it, it it's the it starts with the picture of the pumpkin and then Jamie talking. Yeah. All right, hold on. Are they doing Halloween too? 
Halloween Kills, baby. No, like they're doing Halloween too. Like when he was in the hospital. Damn, next year? God damn. It was supposed to be this year. That's a motherfucking long way. God damn. But like the remix of the the Halloween theme that's uh 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 run me over with a train, Michael Myers. Please end my suffering. Um <laughs> Jesus Christ. I um uh, it's a funny carpenter just came out. I was watching I watched he is, he's I guess very involved in Halloween kills. Well, I hope so. He was like uh Instagram and pictures of the masks. And so I don't think he's directing it, but like Let's see. He's probably EP, which would make a lot of sense. Wait. Let's see. He wrote it. Oh, okay. It says based on characters by, but he has a different oh, no. written credit as well. Uh, a letterbox. I think letterbox has the same crew from Halloween. Danny McBride, the director, David Gordon Green, and Scott Teams. Whoa, yeah. Who the fuck that is. Sweet. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, okay. So they're doing Halloween Kills and then Halloween Ends 2021, 2022. They were initially supposed to be uh, 2018, 2020, and then 2022. But now we get boom, boom. So. How the hell are they going to film that? That's the real question. I bet they already did. Well, I mean the second one. No, I, I bet they already did. Oh, uh, like The Matrix? If I had to wager because they're using... Uh, Allison is... The actress who plays Allison is... When was she born? She's not that old, though. And like... I think she's maybe my age. She's 26. And she looks 26 now. You're really big on... You're really big on that. I have... I grew up watching Glee. So you're, where, you're like, not with the shits anymore. You, you can't tolerate anymore. The young people looked like they were either actually 18... Or 37. There's no in between. And if you look older than your teachers, I just can't do it, man. Hilarious. I can't. The same guy that directed Pineapple Express is now directing IP for the probably most famous horror genre that we have. Did I send you the lunchbox I bought myself? I think you did a long ass time ago. It wasn't like the thermos? Border, border, yeah. With the thermos. <laughs> it's coming in January because I did actually pre order it. Hilarious. So there's another one? or It was $25 and it came with a thermos. I'm saying, did you? Is this a new one or? No, it's the same one. Oh, so you doubled up. Hilarious. I am I'm giving one to one of my friends who's who is into Halloween and sent me the lunchbox and thermos combo in the first place. Oh, that's very sweet of you. Yeah, he's a he's a good bean. <laughs> the god Robert England. Crop top McLeibel, I think, gives the best performance in this movie. And even then, crop top well, except for Robert England, of course, which like He's great. He's very nice. I've yeah, chatted with him at Comic Con, and I didn't know who he was. He is no way, really. He doesn't look like that in real life. Well, I mean, for his sake, thank God. Um, he was just like a nice older guy I was chatting with, and then he was like, "Oh, I'm Robert," and I was like, "Cat," and he was like, "You should check out my booth." And then I went to his booth and was like, <laughs> "That's fucking great." Oh, I'm, I'm glad he wasn't like a ham enough to be like introducing himself. Yeah, I'm Freddy Krueger. Like, bro, so chill out. Yeah, chill no, out. he gave me he gave me his business card, and I was like, oh, England's a cool last name. And then I was like, that's oh, um, 
Well, that's cool. He was he was cool enough to to be an actual human being. That's cool. Yeah, we wound up in an elevator together. He was nice. That's cool, man. The best of what we covered in Halloween. That could have been you, Cat. I listen. I'm under <laughs> no illusions that I would have been a a notch on the belt. I would have been a sperm ashtray moment. <laughs> Jesus, sperm <laughs> ashtray moment. I kind of want to just use that part and no other, con- nothing else. Just intro. I would have been a sperm ashtray moment, and that, and then the intro. I kind of want to do it. Where'd you get that? Did you make that up? Yeah, that's, that's fucking great. Thank sperm you. Ashtray. Um. <laughs> what a long, strange journey it's been. Before we wrap it up, I did, and it's actually kind of funny. I'm surprised this point has not been brought it out, been brought up yet. But the, I think the biggest knock on Nightmare on Elm Street, other than the acting, of course, is kind of how the teenage girls are kind of just sort of sexual props, like. It's mega gross in a lot of ways like the because even like if you think about the, the iconic kind of movie cover it's a teenage girl with no shirt on land on the covers like we have in the first oh, I kill i was gonna say the bath oh yeah i was gonna say the bath i was gonna say that the first girl who gets murdered her shirt is ripped open and then she's slashed it's, yeah uh, and even like the the little girls who sing about the, the harboring of Freddie are like these weird angelic figures and yeah. the the women that are being mowed down by him are the only women with any personality like the mother has her issues and is murdered the other girl is having sex and is murdered uh like yeah it's, uh, <laughs> it's not what you really want it's not what you want one, but, two, Freddy's jiggy for you. Three, four. Like, it's... Maybe okay. I would have liked it more if all of the tropes hadn't, like, so heavily woven their way into culture by the time I saw it. Yeah. But by the time I saw it, I was like... Who yeah. is it? Like, it's boring... Unless a kill is happening. And when a kill is happening, I hope you can't see the person getting murdered because if you can, they can't act. <laughs> but yeah, it, I think this is definitely chalked up to the cocaine 80s. Like, it's. The, the, well, I think, actually, I think the best thing about this movie, other than kind of the kills, definitely the wardrobe. Big, the the kid who had to read in front of the class with that shirt. Yeah, but also like, hi guys, it's twenty twenty. Bring back the male crop top. Jeez, they were trying to do that when Kid Cudi had the crop top like three years ago. Until guys like me can wear crop tops, no one could wear crop tops. All bodies are beautiful. If all women can wear crop tops, then all men can wear crop tops. Hey man, change my mind. We need we need the Winnie the Poohs out there, man. Uh, as as a Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're no Winnie. You're no I, Winnie. I got I got a honey tummy. <laughs> there's there's uh, there's, there's a rumbly in my tumbly. <laughs> so this movie, well, okay, let's. Of the movies that we covered for the Halloween Horror Month, yeah, technically November second, but where would you kind of rank this OG Scream, and where would you kind of put Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah, so I'm trying to think. I know I did a like an order last week, um, and I can't remember what it is. Um, Hold, please. Well, you said you're the best was well i think we both agreed the best was the thing yes uh we had honorable mentions for mark's attacks 
Um, had to honor mentions for Big Trouble in Little China, Beetlejuice, Never Scissorhands. So I would put this on the same level as like Scream, classic Scream. I would put on kind of the same level of like Mars Attacks, Beetlejuice, like really good, really solid. I think I would give this more like Halloween points than maybe like Mars Attacks. Because yeah. it is like a scary movie. Yeah. Also, I like explained to you about my scream mask, right? Yes. Okay. Um. He lives in my room now. He's a good boy. Um. Anyway. Uh. <laughs> and I think I would probably put nightmare like. Toward the bottom. What are you putting in jeans and giant peach category? It's not that bad. I think it has a lot more like better and creative ideas. Hang on, I'm trying to get my whole like list. Um I think I would probably put it in like I think it's just below like Edward Scissorhands. So I would say like for me personally Beetlejuice and Scream are like pretty equivalent. Yeah. I might actually like Scream a little bit more, but that might just be because it's new right now. Um, then I would do like Mars Attacks or I'm sorry, Beetlejuice and and Scream I'd put on the same level. Big Trouble in Little China I would probably put on that level as well. Then beneath that, I would do like Mars Attacks, Edward Scissorhands, still really solid three and a half like flicks. Yeah. And then right below that, I would probably have uh, like Nightmare on Elm Street. And like James and the Giant Peach is way below that still um but it's on the same level as like for me uh the version of blade runner that i watched is is a three as well what do you mean what, what version uh, i watched blade? one of the the 2007 final director's cut oh, okay because uh, apparently there's eight different versions of that uh like it's not 16 Candles bad. It's not She <laughs> Dies Tomorrow bad. You know, but it's also not the thing, like, top of the scary movie pack. Yeah. It's so not what? Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which I'll probably obsessively watch tomorrow and remember when we could like things. I'm pretty sure that's the best... I think that may be the best overall movie that we've covered. Uh, let me see. For our listeners, if you are on Letterboxd, uh, you can follow me at Sean Matt Love. I've sort of changed the letterbox for We Should Do This Again sometime to include just the best movies. I didn't want to keep track of every single movie, but I wanted to at least keep track of the best of the best that we've watched. Your tweet about that was hilarious. <laughs> like, I mean, I would say for me personally, Parasite is definitely up there. Yep. Do the Right Thing is up there. The Little Women 2019 version yep. is up there. Um, not, I would say Knives Out is probably top 10, but not. Yeah. Not top five. I, I think. Uh... Both The Conversation and Alien, I would put pretty far up there as well. Yeah, those are really up there. Uh, for me, I would say Last Jedi yep. is up there. I co-signed that. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel is really up there. Um, uh, I would also, again, I feel like I'm, I'm maybe very late to this party, but I would throw Judgment Day pretty high up there as well. It's oh, doing a completely yeah. different thing, but like, still good. No, yeah, Terminator 2 is definitely uh, definitely a classic. And that's, it's so funny, like, to say Terminator 2 is a classic of American cinema, it 
it may sound like it's kind of a joke to even kind of say, but no, like that that movie no, is, legit. yeah, it's pretty good, um, pretty exceptional, I should say. Um, and I was really high on Virgin Suicides, but to say it's that movie, like, really kind of just stuck like a splinter in my brain. Um, but I was really I think by that movie. the the reaction that you had to that movie is very similar to the reaction I had to the Five Bloods. Yeah, Five Bloods is up there too. Yeah, uh, I will put the Farewell up there. Speaking of uh, Spike Lee joints, have you checked out American Utopia yet? Oh, uh, no, I I haven't watched it yet. I it's real good. Yeah. Speaking of Spike, Malcolm X is up there. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check out the David Burns Spike Lee joint. I'll check that out soon. I was honestly really impressed, and like, not because either of them are not good artists, you know. But like, sometimes when many artists have strong visions, we wind up with a bit of a too many cooks. Yeah. Too many cooks. I saw you review Nightmare. (laughs) That was that was the greatest letterbox review you've done so far. And I know you'll I know you'll top it, but that shit was too fucking funny, yo. That shit was I That was specifically in reference to the last scene. I mean cocaine 80s man which i've been told was a studio decision um what but i I remember there is no excuse for that like that's even as studio decisions go it just disjoints everything that came before it and completely uh, we'll save some of this for next week but like it completely destroys the verisimilitude of the world that had built until that point because yeah, I remember some talk. Oh, and there's a this wild ass documentary, which is like three hours long, and it's Scream on, Queen. No, nah, it's it's a documentary on every nightmare movie ever made. It's called Never Sleep. It's actually really good. Um, I think they talk about it in that one, and I think yeah, there was some talk of whoever didn't like the original ending because it was supposed to end before that dream sequence happened it was supposed to end like right so with her and the dad like staggering out of the house together yeah oh my oh my god when i pulled the the, the mom through the window <laughs> that shit was great do you mean the mannequin <laughs> that shit was stiff as a motherfucker too. <laughs> yeah it's because she's made of plastic you know, when you're a kid, like when I was a kid and I saw that, like you don't know, like you don't know how movies are made, like, and so when it should happen, that shit was wild, scary, and then you have the ability to pause. <laughs> it's great. It's so terrible, but it's so great. Oh man, ooh, doggy. The oh, did I show you? I think I showed you that we we have a scream mask that no one in my house knows where it came from. So y- y'all just have a random ghost face mask just chilling. Yes. I mean, that's... we don't have the body part though. Like we don't have the like the, the, shroud. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's better or worse. Uh. No, you need the whole thing. You can't. You can't just wear the ghost face and then just fucking an old navy sweatshirt. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't balance I mean, out. No, but we do wear a lot of black as a family. I mean, you're wearing like uh, burgundy right now. It's purple. That's not... oh, purple. Okay. There you go. Well, if ghost face showed, if ghost face showed like shoulder, I don't know how how creepy he actually is. Take us home, cat.
how long does it typically take you to learn music? Uh, it depends how much I practice and how like easy it I can is. Hear you. Oh, this is my fault. What'd you say? It depends on how like how much I practice and how easy the song is. But I would say if it's a fairly simple four chord, probably two or three days to get everything right. Oh, okay. And then, like, when I did Love of My Life, that's a, like, weird strum pattern and, like, a lot of changes. So that I was working on kind of in the background for maybe three weeks. Okay. But the issue is if you don't practice everything all the time, you forget it. You sound like me when I play Smash Bros. <laughs> Bro, why is Smash Bros so fucking hard, yo? I'm not thankful for Smash Bros being too fucking hard. I'll tell you that much. I mean, legitimate. I think it's... It used to be a lot easier on, um, like, or not easier, but I liked the controls better on uh, GameCube. Uh, I missed, I missed the GameCube wave. Um, actually, I'm thankful for Kyle. Kyle, I love you. Um, Kyle was one of my former students, and I think he gave me his GameCube just because he like. I think I bought it for maybe like for 40 bucks or he just gave it to me. Um, and uh, I played that shit like a couple of times, but I couldn't get down with the, I couldn't get down with the controls. I'm like kind of pleased that I'm actually successfully doing this chorus. So. I mean, you're doing a good job, girlfriend. Yeah. I, I, of course, I'm learning a, a sad emo jam from my, my 2005 or 2015 life uh, from the Decemberists because I was that person. Was 2015 just a terrible year for everybody? I know Probably. Shit, I know that shit was mega trash for me. I'll tell you that much. I'm not thinking for 2015. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. That was not a great year. Whoops. Yeah, okay. Cause we're not so starry-eyed anymore. Like the past. Nope. I almost had it. You were there. Almost. I got it. It's fine. Thanks for listening to this week's of Deleted Scenes. It's Deleted Scene 7, and I did not think we would have this many Deleted Scenes episodes. Whenever me and Kat get together or or when any one of our guests kind of get together, you know, we do like to have, you know, just conversations. Like I feel like the creation of this podcast has been really great exercise in how to build relationships, even if we're not approximately near each other. By the time you hear this recording, it will be February the 11th. We have our one-year anniversary on February the 12th. That's when the conversation episode dropped. And a year later, we're still churning these bad boys out. (laughs) Um, I had no clue how long uh, it would go when we launched. And... You know, for the future, who knows what will happen, but these last episodes that we've done, this is going to be the 49th episode of We Should Do This Again Sometime, and who would imagine like, it would have even gone that long. Um, it's been a really great journey, and definitely a lot of sacrifice and a lot of long nights, but, you know, the friendship that I built with Kat, you know, I do cherish that, and I love her to death, so... Here's to you, Kat, and here's to you, the listener. Thank you for being on our journey with us. And like I said, we will catch you next week. Take it easy. Follow Kat at Kat underscore Chinetti on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Follow Marcus at Show and Mad Love, S-H-O-W-I-N-M-A-D-L-O-V on Twitter and Letterboxd. Follow the show on Twitter at Kat and Marks. 
and join our We Should Do This Again Sometime Facebook group. Be sure to read us at catseasmovies.tumblr.com and the Mark Rob, T-H-E-M-A-R-C-R-O-B dot wordpress.com. This podcast is executive produced by Kellen Conley and Eric Greenlee. Thanks for listening. We should do this again sometime. This, this is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?